Hey friends, welcome to the Success Money Mindset Podcast. My name is Scotty Taylor Jr. and I'm a money manifestation expert, success and finance coach, and serial entrepreneur on my way to a seven-figure year and creating the life of my dreams. I am obsessed with helping you make more money, bust your limiting beliefs around money and success, and create a life you once thought was impossible. I teach you the tried and true, tactical and energetic principles of success and money to help you massively up-level your life. My goal in this podcast is to help you achieve the things you really desire so you can go out and change the world. Think of this podcast as a conversation with your financially savvy best friend who really wants what's best for you and challenges and encourages you with your mindset development along the way. I am so excited you're here and I have such a good feeling about this. Get ready to learn and grow on this journey together and let's have some fun. Welcome, welcome back, all you cool money cats and kittens. Scotty Taylor Jr. here, and I am so stoked to be here with you today because I'm going to help you today with five ways to make more money while you're home for the holidays. So I don't know about you all, but when I go home for the holidays, and I know that this is an interesting time for a lot of us with COVID and we might not actually be going home, maybe we're kind of just stuck in our houses or in our apartments, very, very weird world out there. But sometimes when I'm stuck at home, I get these, I get kind of like a little antsy, right? Um, I, I'm a huge, huge, huge fan of disconnecting. And I think that disconnecting and recharging is so valuable. So take time, be with your loved ones. If you can FaceTime them, do whatever you need to do to really disconnect. But let's be real. How many games of Monopoly can you actually play? I mean, I think my limit is four and I won all four, obviously. No, I'm just kidding. But in any case, if you are home and you are looking for a couple of ways to make some more money, if you're thinking, hey, listen, I'm gonna be home. I don't really have that much to do. Um, I, there's only so much I can do in board games and reading books and listening to podcasts. I want to actually go out there and make some money. This is the video and podcast for you. And so I'm gonna go through a couple different tips and really, again, as I go through these, do what feels right for you. Do what feels energetically aligned for you. If I say something and you're like, ooh, I don't know about that, Scotty, it doesn't really resonate with me, then don't do it. There is no problem whatsoever. So I'm gonna dive right in and get into the meat of it for all of you right now. The number one way, or the first way, sorry, not the number one way, it's just these are not in any particular order, not one is, is better or worse than the other, but one way that you may not be aware of is you can rent out your car. I know, right? So if you have never heard of this, there is a website called Turo, it's spelled T-U-R-O, I'll put the link in the show notes, and Turo is an online, it's an app, and it is a tool where you can actually rent out your car to somebody else. And they follow COVID guidelines. So if you're worried about that, then go through the whole process there. But I rent cars off of Turo all the time. So I rent people's cars and I actually have a good friend that has multiple cars and rents them out for a profit and actually makes his living through that. <laughs> In addition to other things, he's very entrepreneurial. 
And so if you have a car and let's say you have a nice car, right? Like let's say you have a Mercedes, you have an Audi, you have a BMW and you're like, well, it's just gonna sit here. Um, I'm not really traveling anywhere. You would be surprised how many people would rent out your car. Specifically, people that are traveling for a period of time or people that are in town that just need a car for a little bit and they don't wanna go to like the Enterprise or the Hertz, they don't wanna go to the big mom and pop because these, the Turo, these people can actually drive the car to you so you can offer to drive the car to them and maybe you Uber home. It's just such a great tool. So if you are just sitting on your car, if you're, lease, if you're leasing your car and you're like, well, shoot, I can't really get rid of my lease right now and I still need to pay for it, but you wanna make more money, Turo is a fantastic way to do that. Tip number two, the second way that you can make some more money is by consulting. So I want you to sit down and ask yourself, do I have a skill set, or do I have some knowledge or ideas that's unique to me? And the answer to that is yes. I don't need to, it doesn't need to be rhetorical. I know you have something that is unique to you. I know that you are, you are really well equipped to do something, probably multiple things, honestly, but I know that you're well equipped to do at least one thing differently. So whatever that thing is, maybe it's gardening, Maybe it's something that you didn't necessarily think that was a monetizable skill set, but, you, but you're really good at it. Like it's cooking, or let's say you're really big into nutrition, or let's say for your job, you actually, uh, on a day-to-day -day basis, you work a lot with Excel. Maybe you teach Excel classes. And there are a couple of really great resources you can use to actually market your services and get paid for them. And the three ones that I really like are Upwork, so that's U-P-W-O-R-K. If you are a freelancer or a consultant, you are most likely very aware of this website. But Upwork allows you to go on and you can list all of your qualifications. You can create a profile and people can hire you. And so a little tip here is, you know, you might need to build your profile. You might need to do some competitive research on how much you should charge. It's beyond the scope of what, I'm, uh, what I want to teach all of you today. But Upwork is a really awesome platform that you can use to do some extra work. You can set how many hours you wanna work. You can say yes or no to different jobs. You can apply for different jobs. And I actually used Upwork when I was traveling the world. So when I was in South America and I was traveling throughout Central America back in 2016, I logged onto Upwork and I did financial consulting work for a bunch of different startups. And I set my hourly rate. I got different jobs. I worked on the jobs. I got paid for them. It's all through the platform. It's super easy. Um, and I got, I made a whole bunch of money from it and it was able to sustain my traveling. So if you are in a full-time job and you're thinking, well, I don't know how I'm supposed to make more money. I'm not gonna, you know, I'm, I'm just getting my, my paycheck every single two weeks. This is a great tool to leverage your resources and basically make double money, right? So if you think about it, you're going to get paid for your vacation time, hopefully. And then in addition to that, you can get on Upwork and you can also start consulting as well to make some money. The second tip for all of you artsy cool cats and kittens out there is Fiverr. That's F-I-V-E-R-R. -R. And Fiverr is an online platform that really caters towards the artistic or the graphic design world. So that is outside my purview. <laughs> I am obviously not skilled at that, which is why I've hired a full team to help me with all of that. But if you are really good at creating brands 
or logos, if you're really good at creating info, um, like infographics or business cards, like all that stuff. I've hired a bunch of people off of Upwork and they've really helped me with some stuff. And it's a little quick hit projects here and there, which is awesome. The other two that I use, I think I said three, but I'll just give you four. So a little, little bonus here. Uh, the third one is freelancer.com. It's the same process as Upwork. It's just another platform. And then for Fiverr, an alternative would be 99designs. That's 99, so the number 99designs. And in this one, you get to actually bid, you get to create different projects. And uh, this was really big with Tim Ferriss. I don't know if he still promotes it, but this has been, I've heard it on his podcast many times over the years. And a bunch of you know, entrepreneurs use 99designs to create a logo. And you can go on their website. It's really awesome, so it's super helpful. Tip number three, tres, if you speak Spanish, <laughs> tres. Tip number three is, so let's say you go home or let's say you're stuck at home and you're at home and you're looking around your place and I'm looking around my place and I'm like, I got a lot of shit. There's a lot of shit in here, right? Why don't you sell some stuff? Okay, I get it. You might be thinking nobody in their right mind is going to buy some things, but I promise you there is a market for everything. I was just talking to one of my really good friends yesterday and he's looking on eBay for like this like specific terracotta style basket. And I'm like, that blows my mind that there is always a market for everything. What you no longer cherish and what you no longer brings you joy, Marie Kondo the shit out of it, but rather than just throwing it away, either donate or sell it. And if you're thinking, how do I sell it? I don't want to go on Craigslist and have some creepy ass mofos all up in my biz you can actually use Facebook Marketplace, which is really awesome, or Let Go. Let Go is all one word, and there is an app for that where you can take pictures, you can post it on there, and you can post it on there to pick up for free. So if you're like in this state of mind and you're like, you know what, I'm home, I have all this junk that I don't really want anymore, and this is a perfect time for me to clean it out, so spring cleaning is now coming a little early this year, and you're like, I just wanna get rid of my stuff, you can either list it on Let Go, you can list it on Facebook Marketplace. You can, of course, use Craigslist. Craigslist is really not as sketchy as some people think it is. Um, I've used Craigslist plenty of times to buy things and to sell things. I actually sold one of my cars on Craigslist, <laughs> believe it or not. I didn't even know that was possible, but I listed it on Craigslist and I got an offer and I sold it for cash, like, you know, fully legit. Um, and so those are some great platforms you can use. So when you're looking around, figure out like, do I enjoy this thing, right? Do I enjoy this item or do, does it bring me joy or happiness? Because what I found over, over time is really the less stuff that I have, the less like accumulated junk that I have, the happier and lighter I feel. I'm not like tripping over it. When I look into my closet, I pick the clothes that like really feel great for me. I'm like, I love this. If I look at an article of clothing and I'm like, this just doesn't, it doesn't bring me joy anymore, I get rid of it because there's always the option to buy more clothes in the future. But if you're putting something on because you feel obligated or like, let's say seven Christmases ago, your ex gave you a sweater and you're like, well, I feel bad. I don't want to throw it out. I promise you, no, you're not even going to think about it after you throw it out or donate it. And somebody else out there could be really, really, really grateful for it. So flip the script. Think about if I keep this sweater, if I keep this article of whatever it is, this book, this, this game, this couch, maybe you're depriving somebody else of that joy. So sometimes a nice way of thinking about it. So if you get kind of worried, you're like, well, what if I need it in the future? You know, what happens if uh, I really actually like it or what? I don't want to throw it away. 
you know, I just say, you know, got to kind of rip the bandaid off a lot of times. Um, I have not necessarily been the most sentimental person in the world. So this is a little bit easier for me. I know it's a little bit harder for some people, but the idea of it is not to just throw away something that you love. Like if it actually brings you value, this is part of like a whole like meditation and spiritual practice of really releasing attachment to things, which I'm not going to get into the woo woo stuff now. This is all about making money. So anyway, Facebook Marketplace, Let Go, Craigslist are all great tools, and I'm sure there's plenty more if you just Google them. Tip number four, cuatro. Number four, if you are a W-2 employee and you're thinking, how can I possibly make more money, right? So tip one through three doesn't resonate with you. Tip four is coming along to save the day. So I want to ask you, when was the last time you asked for a raise? When was the last time you asked for a bonus or for a refresh in your comp? I understand that this is an interesting world that we're living in right now. There are people that are not working. There are people that are struggling. There are people that are thriving, that are at tech companies. There's a really weird energy going on right now, but I want to focus on you specifically. So block out the noise, block out everything else. Do you feel like you deserve a raise personally? Don't worry about what your boss is doing. Don't worry about your company. Don't worry about anything else. I just want to ask you personally, do you feel like you deserve a raise? Do you feel like the amount of work that you've put in over the past year has, is, is warranted for a raise? Because what I can tell you is that companies value amazing employees. They always have and they always will. If you are a really solid, really valuable employee, then you deserve to get paid your worth. And if you don't feel like you're necessarily getting paid your worth, you owe it to yourself to ask for a raise. Now, it's not just a situation where I'd recommend you go to your boss and you're like, give me more money, right? There's a couple of things that I recommend you do beforehand. I mean, you can do that if you're, if you just are, if this inspires you and you're like, fuck, I'm just going to call my boss right now. Like, well, assuming it's not a weekend, I don't know if I would, you know, if it's a weekend, I wouldn't do that. But so the first thing I would do is start to research some competitive salaries. So one great tool is to reach out to a financial advisor or a CPA, or you can use, um, I think it's Glassdoor online to research competitive salaries. So if you're a project manager, if you do consulting, if you're in marketing or if you're in sales, kind of just research some competitive salaries out there. Are you getting paid comparatively to other people? Now, again, a quick note on this. I like to make sure I always preface some things when I talk through stuff like this. Getting paid more or less than another person does not mean that you are better than or worse than them. So if a bunch of people get paid more than you, I really don't want you to equate that with your worth because it has nothing to do with your worth, right? Getting paid more or less is just energy. And so if you want to get paid more, research some competitive things because a lot of people out there will really respect that. So your boss will be like, you know what? That was, that was really helpful. Thank you for showing that to me. Yes, you deserve a raise, so on and so forth. The other thing that you can do is to actually compile all the things that you did well in 2020. So if you got to the end of the year and you're like, you look back and yes, this was like a crazy year, but I just recently went back and I looked through all of the stuff that I did that was really, that, that made me really proud. And I was shocked. Like there's a lot on that list. I look at some of the, I look at results, right? So we look at results typically and we try to measure our progress by results. 
And that's not always a fully accurate representation because there's outside influences and impacts that can actually have on your productivity. So coronavirus or COVID-19, that could be a big one that may have impacted your store's ability to do well or your business or your personal job in some way, shape or form. But how did you navigate this difficult time? Like what tasks did you do? Like, let's say your, your customers disappeared, but all of a sudden you went introspective and you really put together systems and processes and you did all this stuff to like kind of build up the back end so that when things kind of go back to normal, you can really catapult into success. So ask yourself and go back and try to identify all the things that you did in 2020, because if you do that, it's gonna be a lot easier for you to talk to your boss or your superior to say, hey, look at all these amazing things that I did. I would like a raise, right? Like I do, I think I deserve a raise of X percent and things like that. Um, okay, so let's say you're a W-2 employee and you go through that process and it doesn't quite work that well. Another thing you can do during this time off is look for a new job. <laughs> I know, it's groundbreaking, right? And again, one thing I hear from so many people so, so, so many people. And I am so compassionate and so empathetic to the fact that people are struggling. I understand that there's struggle in the world. What I also understand is that we can take ownership of our own lives and our own situations. We don't, we aren't to blame for everything that happens in the world. So if you lost your job because your company went under, you're not to blame for that. You had no control over that but you can control how you react to the situation. As difficult and as terrible as it sounds, you can actually control it. Think of Nelson Mandela. He was in prison for 20 some years. And when he, when he was released from prison, he actually became one of the most influential people in the world. So think about it from that perspective. It's like, holy shit. Yes, all the bad stuff that happens, of course, it's not fun at the time. You have to eat that shit sandwich and you're like, let me just get through this but there's so much good that can come out of it. So my point in this, and my point in saying this is if there is a, if, if you're not getting paid what you think is, what you think you're worth, if you don't feel like the job that you have is satisfying, find another job. And again, I know a lot of people will say things like, well, the, the economy is so bad. I'm lucky to have a job. Um, I really shouldn't ask for more because you know my business is not doing too well, things like that. And the truth is, if you really are honest with yourself, those are all just excuses. I know that sounds a little harsh and I don't mean it to be, but if you're saying, well, the, the, my business isn't doing so well, I shouldn't ask for a raise. Why would you put your business's needs over your own? If you truly, truly, truly believe that you are a good human and you're really helping the business, you asking for money is a huge, huge, huge benefit to the business because they're going to value you more. So I would really encourage you that if you're not getting paid what you're worth, or if you're really just not happy in your job, use this opportunity to find out what you do like. You can take some classes online, you can do some online courses, you can do some training, you can look at schools, like you can do all these different things to educate yourself. And from that place, you can then find a new job that really inspires you and really motivates you. That hopefully makes you more money. <laughs> if it doesn't make you more money, that's okay also, right? Happiness is very important, but just remember that money is just energy. So if you ask for more money and you want to make more money, it's just energy. And don't let, the, don't let all the people around you dictate how much money you can and should make because you can make as much money as you want regardless of what everyone else does. 
one great thing that I always hear from, from some clients or some coaching clients is, well, I'm at the top end of my bracket. So none of my peers get paid more than me. I can't ask for a raise. I can't get paid more. Fucking bullshit. Who says, says who? Did like the spirit or the angels or the universe, did they come down and say, sorry, you make, you know, 120,000, all your peers make 100,000. You can't ask for more money. Sorry, that's not allowed. It's written in the 10 commandments. It's written in fucking stone. No, it's so ridiculous, right? Just because you make more than other people or less than other people doesn't mean that you can't make more. So it's all a construct. And I really encourage you to think about it like that because if your company is like, oh, sorry, you're at the top end, then move to a different position. Where there's a will, there's a way. Where there's not a will, you'll find excuses. There's like a really good quote about that that I completely just butchered. <laughs> but I think you get the point. Okay. The third tip, so let's say you're not a W-2 employee. Let's say you are a freelancer, you run your own business, you're in sales, you're in some other position where you, your, um, your energy and your effort impacts your income, whereas in a W-2, it does, but you're going to get paid a salary every two weeks, even if you're hungover and sleeping on the couch. So if you are self-employed, during this holiday season, I would highly, highly encourage you to plan for 2021. And the key in planning for a new year is not to take a giant list of every single thing you want to accomplish in life. That is a recipe for fucking disaster. I know because I've done that in the past. <laughs> I would put together a full list of everything that I wanted to accomplish in the span of a 12 month period. And it was like 485 things. And on January 31st, I'm like, fuck this. I'm I can't do this. It's too much work. Like it's, I'm just overwhelmed. So if you want to really impact your income, sit down and a huge tip, hire a business coach. You don't need to do this on your own. Buy a course, hire a business coach, buy a book, like just figure out some way of having some outside resources to help you with this and figure out what you truly want in 2021 and keep it freaking simple. The domino effect is the best resource or the best recommendation I have, which basically says, what's the one thing that you can accomplish that's going to make everything else easier? And this is, this might get your brain turned and you might be like, oh shit. Okay. Let me think about that. Love it. Think about it, journal it out, write it down, and then, then go into 2021 with a full game plan. But if you're in business for yourself and you're not reassessing your goals for the following year, then you're really missing out on a huge opportunity because what are you chasing? What are you working towards? Like what's, what's motivating you? So if you don't have a clear idea of like where you want to be, then how in the hell are you going to get there? And you don't need to know how to get there, but having the goal or the vision in mind is extremely valuable because then you know you're moving in the right direction. Okay. So those are the four tips. And the fifth tip is really getting in line with the energetic principles of money right? So in order to maximize all of the tactical stuff that I went through, through tip one through four, it's super, super, super important to get in line with the energetic side of making money. And what I mean by that is, do you feel comfortable making more money? Or are there potentially some beliefs or some blocks inside of you that are preventing you from making more money? A really great example, a really simple example is if you believe that rich people are greedy, are you going to want to make more money? Are you going to want to become rich? Probably not. <laughs> if you think that rich people are greedy, then you don't want to be a greedy person. Like who wants to be greedy, right? Like I don't know that many people that are like, yeah, I want to be greedy. 
So if you think that rich people are greedy, subconsciously, if you believe that like in your mind, right, you might not say like, oh yeah, I believe that, but it might be a subconscious belief. And we can talk more about how to figure that out. But if you have an unconscious or a subconscious belief that rich people are greedy and you want to be rich, but your subconscious is like, no, 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 don't make money. Because if you make money, then you're greedy. Then you're going to be in a huge turmoil and huge conflict of your actions versus your energy. And it's really important to line those things up. So it's really, 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 really crucial. And I cannot say how important this is to get in line with the energetic principles of making more money as well. And it's making money, having money, spending money, earning money, all of the above. It's not just bringing money in. It's also, do you feel comfortable having it? Do you feel comfortable spending it? Or do you spend it and feel guilty? That's a huge thing that a lot of people feel. And I felt for so long. And so in order to actually really maximize those tips, you can check out my podcast. I have plenty of episodes on money, but I also have a free five-step workbook to energetically call in more money or to manifest more money. I'm really big on the tactical side of things, but it's so fucking important to get in line with the energetic as well, because if you do not, as I mentioned, you're going to have these two opposing forces that are completely conflicting. You're going to want more money, but you're not going to feel safe to have it. And you're going to wake up in a year or in two years or in three years being like, what the hell happened? Why is none of this working out for me? So that is a huge, huge, huge tip for me. And what I would recommend is you go to my website, scottytaylorjr.com. That's Scotty with an I-E. So S-C-O-T-T-I-E, taylorjr.com forward slash money freebie. That's M-O-N-E-Y-F-R-E-E-B-I-E. And in that money freebie, you will find all of the tips and the five steps to manifesting more money. So these were the five steps to energetically, sorry, tactically make more money. Those are the tools and the resources to energetically make more money and to manifest more money. So you can go and grab that freebie. It's a completely free workbook. You do not need to pay me for it. It's completely free. It's just there to help you. And that's it. Those are all my advice. That's everything that I have for you, at least for today. And I'm so excited that you tuned in. So thank you so much. And I appreciate you. And if this was helpful, please do share it with a friend that wants to make more moolah because that is the goal. When good people make money, good things happen. When good people make lots of money, good things happen. I'm still working on that. But when good people make money, my belief is that they do good things with money. And so it's really important for me to really get this message out and to really help more people make more money because I know that when a good person has lots of fucking money, they do lots of good shit with it. So I love you all. Have an awesome day and I will see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you found it really helpful. If you did, I'd love for you to leave a review on iTunes so I can keep putting out great content. If we're not yet connected on the socials, I'd love to meet you. You can find me on Instagram at Scotty Taylor Jr. and drop me a DM if you want to chat. Or check out my website, scottytaylorjr.com, for more inspirational content, blog posts, and other freebies. I love you, friends, and I can't wait to see you in the next episode. Remember, you're a badass and you deserve the life of your dreams. 